Good morning and welcome to The Renegade Mom with Michelle Chrisman. And I'm so excited you're with us today. We're here to empower you, your friends, your family, and your loved ones to be healthy and well naturally. And the one thing that I love about life is that you were made to thrive, succeed, and be absolutely amazing. Today, we are going to have Kristen Percella. She is such an amazing person. This woman has the strongest values and morals you'd ever want to see. She's such a family girl, awesome on the field, but I got to say she's an even more amazing friend. I've watched her as a mom, as a wife, as a sister, as a daughter. She's the real deal. I mean, if you want somebody that is just the stand-up girl and will empower you to be your best, it is Kristen. She's the president of Top of the Bay Lacrosse. She's the president of Elite Lacrosse Club, Play Action Sports and Social Club, International Athletes Group Vice President. And I got to say, this woman has actually not only had gold around her neck, had a super cool, beautiful sterling silver cup in her hand. That's, I mean, it's huge. Uh, bowl actually, you know, cause a cup, I mean, you know, I could have won a cup. She won a bowl. It's huge. But the USA U19 national team head coach and also the USA U19 national team assistant coach and they won. And I love it. She is a rock star. So I can't wait for you guys to not only meet her, but also begin to see how amazing she is. What's so exciting about my life nowadays is, you know, I love to run. I mean, I run a lot. Yesterday, I ran nine miles. The day before, I ran 10 miles. I take a day off a week, but I absolutely enjoy that because you've got to show up in life. You know, if you say you're going to do something, you need to go do it. And I've been saying over the last 18 months that I'm going to run for a delegate seat. And it's not about me, guys. It's not. It's about that mom. It's about that dad. It's about that child, that grandma, that aunt, the person that's going to work every single day, busting themselves because they're trying to pay the phone bill, the electric bill, the car bill, you know, taking their kids to Disney. You know, we all start out in life wanting to have this amazing plan, an amazing future to lift others up. And sometimes we find ourselves down this path of sort of living a life that maybe we never thought this was how it was going to be. You know, we always thought there was going to be more. Maybe you're a small business owner and you wake up every morning and you try everything that you can to make it work, but you still are behind on your bills and things don't seem to work out. Maybe one month it's great and it gives you a tremendous amount of hope and maybe another month it's not. And so I think at the end of the day, the American dream is deciding what you do want to do in life, to have passions, to have goals, to have something exciting to live for. And at the end of the day, it's about showing up. And I've watched my dad for most of his life showing up big time. You know, he's only missed two days of church in his life. And he's volunteered for 61 years with the fire and EMS in Hartford County. And he started off in Long Green Valley in Baltimore County. But I've watched him. He was 
huge, big time politically active in Hartford County and in the state of Maryland. He was actually on the board of 911 that actually started this for the whole state. Uh, he was on the first board with R. Adam Callie for shock trauma. You know, most of the stuff that you see in the state of Maryland and in Hartford County for fire and EMS has my dad, Jim Lyons, name written all over it. So I grew up watching a man that has morals, integrity, responsibility. And one of the things that I've got to say that I've begun to see within the last few weeks is my hope and excitement for running down this path to empower and lift others up. It's been quite an interesting uh, eye-opening moment, almost an awakening. But I decided on December 2nd when I found out that Andrew Cassily, who's an amazing delegate, I mean, everybody loves him. He is so wonderful. He has such strong morals and values and high integrity. Uh, I've got to say that in our county, and I'm sure in our state, you'll find like almost every single person out there absolutely loves him. I was running the other day and, um, and you know, I've got to say, I was thinking to myself like, man, what an honor. Here's a guy that showed up big time in his life. And I'm so grateful and thankful to have an opportunity to move forward. And I decided that I was going to, instead of springtime running for the delegate seat, then I was going to move forward and announce that I'm running for the delegate seat 35B right now. And what's exciting about this is you get to meet so many wonderful people that are so great. But also, too, if things work out and if I'm decided, then I would be nominated. And I've met some amazing people. You know, the Harford County uh, Republican Central Committee went to their Christmas party last night. They were all so incredibly nice. Uh, got to see Senator uh, Bob Castley and his wife. His wife is, man, she's she's amazing. Um, Delegate Lauren Aracon, who I love. I saw such great people there last night. I'm going to be going to some amazing events in the future. But I also have to say that I'm super excited about the Cecil County Republican Central Committee, too. Uh, I have met some amazing people that have strong values and ethics. And I've got to say, I'm super thrilled and excited to announce that I am running for that delegate seat, 35B. And I'm going to show up big time with morals. And I think about that in the dictionary. You know, I, I read about it this morning. And we talk about a person's standards of behavior, you know, and what's acceptable to them and what's not. And morals are formed out of a person's values. You know, values are so important. It's how people live their life. It's a person's principles or standards of behavior. You know, one's judgment in life. Integrity is big too. You know, you have to ask yourself, do you keep your word? You know, who are the type of people that you spend your time with? Do you deliver on your promises? Do you keep your commitments? Do you pay attention to your environment? Meaning the people around you, you know, the company you keep is huge. And that's why I love Kristen. You know, she is big time, high morals, high values, high integrity. And I love it. And she goes to church. I think that's an even bigger bonus. My little one sits in the back pew and says, where's Kristen? You know, she's, a, she's so sweet. But you also have to stay focused, surround yourself with honest people, take responsibility. And I think oftentimes in today's day and age, people don't take responsibility 
and have the discipline to move forward, to actually have respect for yourself and for others around you. Tell them the truth. Lift up and empowering others around you. It's so incredibly important. It's so important. So they can see and remember the beauty that's within every single one of us. And my intention is to lift up Harford County and Cecil County and empower everybody in that area to remember how amazing they are, to empower them and teach them that we can move forward together as a group and really show up big time and remember that we were made to be strong Americans that withhold our morals, our values, and have high integrity. And I'm super excited for that. I look forward to the process. And I've got to say, if I get the appointment for the governor, I'm going to be super thrilled. I'm going to work hard and I'm going to work together to build a community that we all work as one. That's my thing. You know, that we've got to be able to communicate with each other and really have great relationships that are strong. And if I don't, believe me, I am going to continue this campaign to the very end. And that's into June 2022. And then November 2022 is when they finally decide who will have that delegate seat. And I'm in it for the long haul. I'm not going anywhere. I look forward to coming to all your events. I'm super excited and I'm happy to be a part of our community. I went to an amazing community event um, with the Leo Wives. We've got your six and it's supporting the police officers. And I am fully there to support every single police officer that's out there. They're doing an amazing job. And I cannot wait for you to meet Kristen Percella. She's an absolute rock star. Kristen Percella, come on down, baby. Hey, we have got such a beautiful woman next to me. Get on in here. Hello, everybody. My favorite girl. So talk to me. I mean, you've done some amazing stuff in your life. Um, she has not only shown up big time, but I got to say when we did the 5k run together, uh, Thanksgiving, I mean, it wasn't just one person or two, two people, maybe three. It was like teams of women and young kids that were like, Hey, porch, what are you doing? You know, she's got her own name. And if I end up winning, uh, this delegate seat, uh, whether it be now or in 2022, We'll see what happens, but she's going to be my chief of staff, and I'm super excited about that. So when I told someone that, literally, they said, well, who's that? I said, Kristen Percella. And all of a sudden, all I heard in my practice was this woman yelling, Porch! (laughs) So talk to me. Like, where did it start? Where did you decide that you were going to be this, like, absolutely honest person that has strong integrity and morals and values? Well, I guess everything starts at home. So I had, I have two wonderful parents who've supported everything that I've done all along the way. They've pushed me when they needed to push me. They've let me make my own choices. Um, So I've always had great, a, a great foundation from day one. And then from there, my dad was a lot of, you know, in sports, my dad was a coach um, growing up. So I, you know, was always there, you know, early. We were always there, the last ones cleaning up the fields. So we just kind of learned that work ethic through sports that, you know, you, you always get there early. You always show up every day. Um, and then from there, you know, I had great high school coaches. Um, Where did John, you go to high school? At John Carroll, right down the street. Love John Carroll. <laughs> I went to John Carroll too. I got to say, John Carroll is like, it's such a strong community 
And uh, right now, Susan Butcher Rorty, she's doing an amazing job. She is. She really is. Yeah, she's just bringing that whole community together mm-hmm. for John Carroll, and I love her. I love her. So, so you went to John Carroll. Talk to me about that experience. I mean, and I've got to say, your parents are awesome. I've met your dad yes. and your sisters, and they're so wonderful. But what happened when you went to John Carroll as far as what sports did you play? So it's an interesting story that I've made a career in lacrosse because I didn't actually play lacrosse. Oh, wow. So I didn't pick up my first lacrosse stick until a freshman year in high school. We just didn't have rec programs here um, in Hartford County back in 1990-something. So I played softball all growing up um, in CYO in Baltimore. And so when I got to high school, Mr. John Hughes was the science teacher, and he, he oh, was the head coach. I, re- I remember him. Didn't he, like, take you on, <laughs> or take people on canoe rides and stuff like yeah. that? Like canoe trips, trips to the Outer Banks, trips to Costa Rica. Yeah. He, was, he was great for, for kids in our generation. Yeah. Um, so he said, hey, you're athletic. Why don't you try lacrosse? So I said, okay. So I had this um, – people today play with plastic sticks, but back then we played with the original uh, wood carved out sticks with the catgut wall. I mean, oh, they were cool. like handmade sticks. And so I found a stick um, from my cousin. She had played when she was little. And so I had this warped kind of stick and showed up with my little mouth guard and my stick all you know, kind of bent out of shape. <laughs> and uh, and so – and played and loved it. Um, it's a fast sport. You get to run. You get – you don't really get to hit too much, but it's a physical sport too. She um, wants to hit, guys. She wants to hit you. Be careful. <laughs> Just like to play. <laughs> but I, but the, the, my sophomore year, I had um, I hurt my ankle, so I went back to softball. Softball, and so Mr. Hughes was devastated that I went back to softball. But that only lasted two days. So I went to, went to softball tryouts and was like, "This is no offense to you, softball players. It's a wonderful sport. <laughs> Boring compared to the sport of lacrosse." And so I begged Mr. Hughes to give me a chance again, and he took me back. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah, and so kind of the rest is history. I played lacrosse and loved it. Now, where did you go to college? I mean, because, you know, in today's day and age, and one of the things we were going to talk about is, you know, nowadays people are starting their kids off at like three years old. I'm I'm, I'm one of those moms, but... She, yeah, my my two and a half year old like threw on what the face mask and and her stick and just was like, she was an animal. She's an animal. <laughs> anyway, I'm super. But uh, but I'm not that intense with sports at all. Um, she has to let me know when to show up. You're gonna have to let me know the next one, which is soon, right? It is January. Yeah. We start in January. January, yeah. And We're bring gonna... shoes. And bring <laughs> bring shoes. Um. Anyway, so. Um, what, what's interesting in all of this is that you had to take another step. Like, you know, you went to John Carroll, where was your college career? Like what happened there? Like what turned this girl that, you know, have these amazing parents, you show up, you play, you, you try different sports. And we were talking about parents, how they're, you know, they're having their kids play one sport, maybe tons of sports, but they're playing with the same kids all the time, same coach. And when you put them out into the real world of playing a sport with different people and different coaches and different situations and different environments, like what are you seeing right now as a coach that's happening? Yeah, there's there's definitely been a lot of changes in the last 10 years. Um, I coached at John Carroll. So when I got done playing at John Carroll, I went to Loyola, coached at Virginia Tech, coached at Loyola, and came back to John Carroll. I haven't traveled far from home. So <laughs> my, my last couple of years at John Carroll, what I was noticing was the freshmen coming in had had the same parent coach most of their, their youth career, um, really the same core group of players. 
And so when they would come to tryouts for us, they really couldn't adjust and adapt to a new coach, which was me, a new tryout situation, which is the drills that I expected them to perform in, and new teammates, because they've had a comfort zone most of their career up until that point. And so we had super athletes who we probably didn't take on like the varsity team because they didn't show well in a tryout. Although for the most part, I know what most of the kids were capable of just from having seen them play. It was really hard for some of those players. And some of those players, unfortunately, dropped out of sports at that point because they didn't find the success by making the varsity team because they didn't have the comfort level going into that tryout. Oh, interesting. So it's a really interesting phenomenon. And I truly believe that it's probably getting worse. Um, It was six years ago that I coached in high school, and that was was just starting towards the end of my high school Mm -hmm. coaching career. Um, So I believe it's probably a little bit worse now. And now that I have a four and a five-year-old, um, we're just starting into the path of And they're super sports. cuties, by the way. They're good kids. Yeah, they're super cute. Um, I, I even see it now. Like one of the rec programs, we had um, a draft for indoor soccer. Well, one of the coaches walks in and says, I have my 13. Can I just take them? Oh, wow. Yeah, came in with an entire team that he wanted to draft. And it's a true draft system. Wow. And we were, everybody said, no, you can't do that. He also um, had on level ones. Level ones are like the best. And everybody has to take a certain amount of level ones, twos, threes, and fours. We had all level ones, all 13 kids already picked. Oh, like, no, wow. you can't do that. Yeah. So even as young as five years old, parents are trying to align teams so that their kids can win. Oh, interesting. And, you know, I've yeah. learned in life that losing can be some of the best lessons, you know? I mean, you know, what do you think about that? I think it's really setting our kids up for um, a disadvantage in, in life. Mm-hmm. Um, sports, you know, can, can build so much character and, and self-esteem and, and personal growth in so many areas. And that's what sports should be used for in youth. But by aligning teams and just wanting to win, I was like, we're not allowing our kids to grow, um, meet new people, um, work with new coaches. Because if you translate your your sports career growing up into your work career as an adult, Mm -hmm. you know, you learned new coaches and what they liked and how to adapt to their style. Um, You learned about new teammates, like what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, how can I fit in with this group, or how can I excel, you know, beyond what this group can do. But by always having the same teammates and the same coaches, you just really miss all of those pieces that sports can provide. Yeah, isn't that so true? It it truly is. So when when you're in college, you're at Loyola, were there any moments where you were playing where you felt like, man, this is like, this is the best it's going to get. Like, what's one of those games where you had your team together and you guys were really just killing it and doing an amazing job and you felt awesome? Um, playing lacrosse at Loyola, there was a lot of those feelings. We were wow. one of the top four teams in the country every, all of my four years of playing. We played in a national championship. We lost to, to the University of Maryland 7-6. Oh. Well, what we would consider was maybe a bad call, but everybody says that. <laughs> it was a bad call. Oh, my God. Um, but I remember in that national championship game, it was back and forth. I mean, there were just some amazing players on both teams. I mean, st- and I'm still colleagues and friends with most players on both of those teams. Yeah. Because we all stayed in the lacrosse world because we loved it so much oh, exactly. um, and so yeah there were just some plays that you like in all of your own teammates and the other team wow isn't that awesome yeah. so how did you take that like being in all and like those you know those moments where you're like man I, I love this I got to be a part of this how did you transfer it to coaching others because you've done some she's done some amazing things guys like what happened to that next step where you take being this awesome rock star athlete that's done all this amazing stuff and you then instill and empower others. 
Yeah, I, I truly think I found my voice in coaching. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, it was lacrosse because I think lacrosse had the most opportunities at the time. Um, but I, I also had great mentors in college. My coach was Diane Jeffy Aiken. She's like a legendary coach. Um, if she saw something in you, um, she would invite you to work her camps. And then, oh, once you, wow. and then if you showed yourself well at those camps, she'd invite you to do some of the bigger stuff. And then um, when I gradu was graduating, she's like, you should get into coaching. And I said, okay, because as you're 21 years old, just getting this college degree, you're kind of what I want to do with myself. Um, and she kind of gave me a path and gave me a direction just to kind of start. And then from there, um, she was such a great coach. Like when she would first meet somebody, she would shake their hand and make them feel like the most important person in their life. Um, which I thought was really neat, and I noticed that from her. And so from day one when I met her, I thought, wow, this is a person I want to be like. I'm so lucky that I get to play for her. Yeah. Um, and then getting the opportunity to go back and coach under her mm -hmm. was like the most wonderful experience. Wow. She was the kind of person who didn't want you to just sit in your office and put hours in. Okay. She, she said, if you're here, you're working. When you're not, you go home. And so she gave us that, that realization of balancing everything, balance your work life, balance your social life, um, which – I kind of carry through today. So I, I, you know, I expect a lot from my athletes, but I also want them to enjoy themselves and have a good time. Yeah. Because she let us do that. Even at the highest level of Division One lacrosse, we had a great time. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah, I noticed too, even with the little ones, like, you know, when we'll do stuff and we're at school, you are always lifting everybody up. You know, even, even my teeny one, you know, you're like, hey, hey, you know, high five and like, she loves to see Kristen um, so much. Like I said, in church, she was like, is that, is that Kristen? And I said, no, baby, that's her sister. And, um, you know, so you just leave people with this feeling of warmth and like security and, and feeling great. What was it like? Talk to me about that moment where you guys actually won, you know, that absolutely amazing um, moment in 2011. Talk to me about that. All right. Um, yeah, so we won the gold medal in the world championships for the under-19 U.S. lacrosse. Um, and that was very surreal. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we actually were down 7-2 to two in the first half. Oh, wow. This was, I think, the first time the U.S. team had ever been down. But on the flip side, looking at the athletes that we had, they'd never lost a game before. Oh, wow. Right? And they truly had never been challenged as a unit because we played teams like high school teams or club teams around here yeah. that have like good players, but we had a team of all great players. Oh. So we had never been challenged before. And I know the trick for Australia because I've coached twice. <laughs> <laughs> they never play hard in pool play. Oh, really? So they like let, let us win in pool play both times um, and then played hard in like the championship or the playoff rounds. Oh. So our team kind of walked in, I think, expecting because we'd beaten them, I think maybe 17-3 or something in pool play. Okay. And then saw them in the championship. Oh, wow. Yeah, players were in different positions, and we expected it. Um, but it's hard to relay that to, you know, a bunch of 18-year-olds who are wide-eyed, like, playing in a world championship. Oh, yeah. It was hard to kind of calm their nerves and bring them down. But um, – and I didn't call a timeout. And everybody's like, why wouldn't you have called a timeout when mm -hmm. you were down 7-2? And I said, because I believed in the athletes. They needed to make the changes on the field. If I'd have called a timeout and said, guys, we're down 7-2, what are we going to do here? They would have recognized that we were down 7-2, I think, more and probably brought oh, us down. Oh, yeah. Whereas I just let them play through it. And just kind of made some subs and pulled people out and talked to them and made adjustments and kind of did it on the fly versus a big kind of broadcast. Um, it was 7-7 seven, seven at halftime. Those kids wow. pulled themselves out. It was, it was amazing to see. That's awesome. Yeah. And we won 11-14. Um, 
at the at the end and got to celebrate and cheer and put the gold medals, put our hands over our hearts. Yeah, it was cool. That's it, so awesome. Yeah, it was really really neat. God, you know, mm-hmm. I think that shows a, a a real that shows your value and character as a human being to be able to sit there and assess the situation and see what's going on and know that you know it's best to allow somebody to make their own choices and decisions. That's where you know you've done the work. You know, you've empowered that that person, that player, because that's life. Life is slowing down and stopping and making those choices and decisions that matter. And then you went on again, you know, um, and you were the assistant coach. Talk to me about that. Were there any special moments in that when you, you did that national team as assistant coach as well? Yeah, the head coach at the time was Wendy Crydell. She okay. another just tremendous mentor in women's lacrosse um, and has been around forever. Actually just got to see her. She moved to California and is coaching out in California. Oh, But wow. she came back and brought a team this fall to one of our tournaments. So I got to oh. hang out with her for uh, an entire day, which was you know oh, just that's... so special. Yeah. Um, but she's just a tremendous coach, and I learned so much from her as well. Oh, good. Um, super intense, whereas Diane wasn't necessarily the most intense coach. She was more of that kind of talk to you, rationalize, yeah. let you think through the process, and then come up with your own answer. Whereas Wendy was like, we need to do this. we got to get this done. Come on, guys. So it was neat to see you know, have my experience with Diane and then also have my experience with Wendy, who was just so much more, I guess, loud and boisterous kind of coach. Yeah, yeah. And so I was able to kind of take a little bit from both of them. Um, and, and that's that's the full experience as the assistant coach is like, you know, what can I take from this coach? What can I learn? How can I contribute and help? And she, you know, helped me. I was only 27 maybe. Wow, that's great. So I was, right, I was a young coach. Yeah. Um, and I just thoroughly enjoyed the absolute experience of learning from all these people, but these are really special opportunities to coach with Wendy and um, coach with Diane. That's so great. Tell mm-hmm. me, what's the big takeaway? I mean, you know, if you've had this amazing life, for me, I don't play sports. I mean, like, my mom always told me, don't sweat. So, <laughs> like, I've never been a part of, you know, a sports team. I don't know what it's like. But what's the big takeaway for you, the biggest lesson you've learned in your life that you apply every day as, as a human being? I guess it's um, be kind to everyone. Yeah. I mean, from the first player on the starting lineup to the last player off the bench, that last player has to feel just as good as that first player or else they're not going to perform when they get their chance. They're, they could bring the team down because they're not happy. So it's just treat everybody um, kindly, and, and everybody responds positively to that. Um, and that's what I've tried to do with my, with, in, my, in my coaching, is just treat each player like they're very special to me. Treat each, each family of that player like they're special, and just make everybody feel included and welcomed. That's wonderful. Now, how can people contact you? What's the next event? I mean, because she holds the most amazing, amazing with Top of the Bay Lacrosse. Uh, she does some amazing stuff. How can they connect with you? How can they show up, get their kids involved, get themselves involved? Uh, we have lots of events, great events going on. We have clinics throughout the year. We have camps all summer long. Uh, we have a club program for girls who want to excel. Uh, we host tournaments that are international level. Um, we get teams from Canada, England, and all across the United States. So it's uh, just on our website, topofthebaysports.com. So topofthebaysports.com. Yes. I love you, Kristen. Oh, you're the best. You're a blessing in my life. Thank you Thank for being you. my friend. Um, and I can't wait because I'm going to be having her back on once I get this set all set up. I'm super excited. Um, and we're going to have her on and she's going to be doing super cool topics. Um, but what I love about this is life is what you make of it. It's showing up. You know, when I'm around Kristen Percella, 
she shows up big time. She's such a good person. And you couldn't ask for a better human being and a better coach with huge, huge morals, integrity, and values in life. Um, and make sure, you know, if you're looking for that in your delegate for 35B in the state of Maryland for Harford and Cecil County, you know, make sure you write, uh, call, email to the Cecil County uh, Republican Central Committee and the Harford County Republican Central Committee. Let them know you want Michelle Chrisman to be appointed to the delegate seat of 35B to the governor. You know, things are going to happen quickly. Uh, within the next 20 days or so, possibly 30, we should know if I'm heading down there January and representing you. We're going to be building relationships together, and that's what I'm all about. This isn't about me. This is about you getting your voice out and saying, this is what I want. This is how I want things to be in my life and taking responsibility for that. And I want to say I'm so grateful and thankful for you, not only listening, but you can tune in after this as well, which is super exciting. Um, but the big thing is remember how amazing you are. And you're listening to me live every Saturday from 8.30 till 9 in the morning, The Renegade Mom on WAMD 970 uh, KHZ TV Network, and then iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh and I'm so excited because we've also been picked up on, I think it's a little over eight different platforms. So make sure you tune in, like me on Facebook, show up big time in your life. And I can't wait for you to be the most amazing renegade mom ever. Love ya. Mwah.